Hello and welcome to the Real Madrid podcast at the end of what has been one of the most momentous weeks in the entire history of this great club. Well, in last week's podcast, we opened previewing what we thought was about to be one of the great Champions League finals of all time. And seven days later, with trophy in hand, we find a manager gone, a dressing room rife with division and a chairman with a significant task ahead in finding a replacement after his game of brinkmanship has spectacularly backfired. He believed Perez a week ago that he was the man in control of everybody's destiny, with Zidane living in fear, knowing that defeats could end his reign, players' futures up in the air, and overall a sense of fear being resident not only in the dressing room but throughout the club. Then, in the space of five days, a complete turnaround. After Bale and Ronaldo's post-match comments and Zidane picking his moment quite beautifully to announce his resignation, it all ended up leaving Perez looking rather confounded. So let's take a look then at the week in Madrid. And so after 878 days during which Real Madrid enjoyed the most successful ever period in the club's history, the man who masterminded it, Zinedine Zidane, has left. Nine titles won, make him the second most successful coach behind Munoz. The only thing they didn't win was the Copa del Rey. But it didn't go unnoticed, actually, throughout the course of the last 24 hours, how Zidane's mind has been changed in a very short period of time. Back on March the 30th, he was interviewed and he said, Yes, I would like to continue as coach of Real Madrid. I like what I'm doing. I know where I am. And if it's up to me, I will continue for as long as possible. The discussion now is what changed his mind in such a short period of time. Fabio Capello has joined in the conversation earlier on today. He said... He has made the right decision in leaving when he did. The atmosphere is poor over at Real Madrid. He knew that if he hadn't won Champions League, he would have been fired anyway. On his opinion about who should come in, I think Guti could do a good job. Conte or Sarri as well. And Pochettino knows Spain well, so he could drive this club forward. But on the subject of Pochettino, remember he has signed a new five-year deal with Tottenham. Uh, Yogi Love, another one of those, has been linked, has signed a new deal with the DFB that keeps him there until 2022. There are no clauses in Pochettino's contract either. So if Real Madrid do want him, it's likely that it could cost them up to £50 million in order to get him. Now, what about some of the player reaction? This is from the last few hours. Ronaldo's reaction, well, he'd been down in Marbella with some of his closest friends and confidants, including his agent, Jorge Mendes. And what had been a quite relaxed time ahead of congregating with the Portuguese national team suddenly became very dark indeed on his hearing of Zidane's exit. It's said that uh, his departure has led Ronaldo to be more determined to leave than ever. However, Perev has already informed Mendes that unless 200 million is going to be winging its way into Madrid's coffers, then nothing will happen. On Sergio Ramos, he has been quick to apportion blame for the departure of Zidane, and he's allegedly told close friends as well that Perez himself is to blame with the constant leaking of information about transfer targets and details of meetings in which he and Zidane disagreed all led us to where we are now. 
Incidentally, staying with Ramos, it emerged over the last couple of days that he's actually had to change his phone number after an increasing number of telephone calls with threats allied to them in relation to the injury of Salah in last week's Champions League final. Now, as media and social media scrabble around looking to apportion blame somewhere for Zidane's exit, uh, more rumours about players being a major cause in Zidane's exit. This time, Asensio with Zidane's desire, remember, to have Hazard. Yeah, it would have meant even less chance for Asensio next season. Perez, though, did want to keep him. He wasn't that happy about signing Eden Hazard. So again, another scenario where Perez and Zidane disagreed, as they had done, remember, in this long-running saga surrounding the potential signing of Neymar. Remember, Zidane didn't want him. Perez saw him as the new figurehead of the club. Now, the man himself, Perez, is forging ahead with his summer transfer plans, it said. Uh, Neymar, he believes, is impossible to sign at this point this summer, but uh, Mbappe isn't. And that is what they will now be focusing on. With the guessing games in full swing, a Pochettino, it's alleged, has placed on the table a list of players that he wants if he is to sign with Madrid as their new coach. And heading that list is Harry Kane. And Bayern Munich's interest in Gareth Bale continues to grow after it was brushed aside by a media claiming that they simply couldn't afford him. Bayern, it said, have tabled a deal worth in the region of 120 million euros. Now, it takes something big to keep Neymar out of the press and media over the last couple of days, but if you look hard enough, uh, you will find uh, an interview that he has done back home where he'd been discussing managers. He wanted either Luis Enrique or Carlo Ancelotti as coach of PSG before what he sees as the thoroughly underwhelming arrival of Thomas Tuchel. Now, throughout the course of the last 24 hours, the great and the good across all walks of life and anybody connected to Real Madrid has been queuing up to praise the achievements of Zinedine Zidane with the social media awash with quotes from everybody except one. Some of the media have picked up on the lack of any comment whatsoever from Gareth Bale on Zidane's exit, which has led him to be carrying the label of, quote, traitor which uh, does seem to be a little severe as only days ago he was being lauded for delivering victory for Real Madrid in that Champions League final. Now, there has been a myriad of polls asking a multitude of questions over the last 24 hours about why Zidane left. Uh, Mark around one which drew almost half of those polled to believe that personal reasons rather than Bale and Ronaldo or Perez were behind his decision to quit. On the coaches, Yogi Love has already said that he isn't interested. We've mentioned Pochettino. Remember, he let it be known to sources at Madrid he was bored of waiting for any movement towards offering them the role earlier on. So he signed that extension to his contract at Tottenham, meaning, as we said, that Perez would end up having to pay perhaps the biggest ever fee to a club in compensation for a manager. Arsene Wenger's been putting his name about. Uh, he said he turned down the job on numerous occasions, but that, remember, of course, was when he was in his prime, as opposed to being on the cusp of 70 years old. Gathering momentum, Guti has made a big impression this season, uh, winning the Copa del Rey, the Champions Cup, and semi-finalists in the UEFA Youth League, and Jurgen Klopp has also been named. 
and there was a poll for that. So who was leading on Thursday afternoon, late Thursday afternoon? Jurgen Klopp, perhaps a surprise to some, on 40% of the vote, 34% with Pochettino. Uh, Yogi Love was down on 15 and Wenger on 8.9%. So back to Zidane and yesterday when Perez was caught completely off guard. It was Wednesday when he was told his message briefly. After three years, the club needs a new voice. Perez followed by saying it's a sad day for me. I loved him as a player and I loved him as a coach. And when asked about the best moments of the club, he said, well, when the president brought me here, and the worst time, well, that was the defeat by Leganes in the Copa del Rey. But there was one quote that will perhaps please some, maybe not the next incumbent in this job, but in what was almost his sign-off at the press conference. Maybe I'll see you later. Perhaps implying that he isn't ruling out a return in the future to Real Madrid. Now, what's interesting now is as we look back to earlier in the week at the stories making the media headlines, which we do as we put this program together throughout the course of the week, you can now almost begin to see the subplots. Late Tuesday, Zidane, it was said, has a big decision to make. Perez has told him that if he wanted to sign Eden Hazard, then Benzema has got to go. Now, despite him wanting him out, it's definitely not at any price was the message, and that's been made perfectly clear to anybody connected with Napoli who quite fancied taking Benzema on. Zidane had also given his approval for the signing of the Roma keeper, Alisson. However, it wasn't quite the end for Navas either as Zidane intended to start next season with no clear number one. It would be up to both to make their case. And it sounds all well and good on paper, but of course Perez will perhaps be thinking heavily about shelling out £60 million for a new keeper and then seeing him start on the bench. Now, Neymar's name never far away from a story. Earlier in the week, news filtering from Brazil that the condition put in place for any move to Real Madrid was still there. And that was get rid of Ronaldo. And it was clarified by him saying he left Barcelona to get out of the shadow of Messi. And he isn't about to return into the shadow of Ronaldo. Uh, John Tosha waded in with a couple of opinions on Gareth Bale, the former Real Madrid Deportivo and Sociedad coach, criticised Gareth Bale for not making the effort to learn Spanish in all the years that he's been there. He's quoted as saying, at least if you're playing in another country, you have the obligation to try. People will always thank you more and they will think more of you if you put in a little bit of effort. Real Madrid have turned down three separate approaches to buy Casemiro. His response was that he is happy where he is. However, it seems that this may be the icebreaker in a potential Neymar deal as one of those bids came from PSG. So, Casemiro making up part of the fee for Neymar? A possibility. Uh, Manchester United's desire to have Gareth Bale for next season shows no sign of departing the story-hungry media. United will try to convince him that he will be the star of their team, as Ronaldo is for Real Madrid and Neymar is for PSG, and that, for Bale, is key to any transfer. Uh, prior to his knowledge of Zidane's departure from Real Madrid, Pep Guardiola had joined in the praise of Madrid and Zidane he said Zidane has done a quite spectacular job. 
Thiago Motta over in Paris was talking about Neymar to the French media. I think he'll stay next season. He said there's a lot of talk about Madrid, but what would he do? They've just won three Champions Leagues there. Now, what challenge would he have? I would say to him, the real challenge is to stay and help PSG win Champions League. Jose Maria Jimenez, the 23-year-old Uruguayan international who's been at Atletico since arriving from Danubio in Uruguay back in 2013, looks set to become a Real Madrid player for next season. A central defender has a release clause in his contract of 60 million, which is viewed in this market as very good value indeed. And if that deal does come off, it would end any interest in Madrid signing Samuel Ntiti of Barcelona. Croatian Madija Kovacic, who over the last month has himself been getting more and more irritated with his name being linked to bundles of players making up deals to secure the likes of Salah and Harry Kane, is himself being tracked by Juventus now. Allegri wanted to reinforce his midfield and seize the 24-year-old former Inter player as the man. He made only 10 first-team appearances in the season just completed, down from 19 in the previous season. His contract runs to 2021 and he views his chances of first team action receding by the day so now may be the perfect time to move on and Tuesday's latest this was on Isco he's accelerating his desire to move on with Manchester City top of his preferred list now a story that was feeding the conspiracy theorists from earlier on in the week just in case you hadn't seen it it was picked up on the fact that all the pictures of players in next season's kit that have been released, nobody had seen one of Ronaldo. The reason being, the pictures were taken about a few months ago now and Ronaldo had a prior engagement. And first pictures appeared on Tuesday of Rodrigo Rodriguez, the 18-year-old Brazilian. He was pictured with the number nine shirt, having signed a six-year contract. Juve midfielder Pjanic involved in a tug-of-war between Barcelona and Real Madrid. Barca see him as Iniesta's replacement. And for Zidane, well, this was prior to him leaving, of course, he saw him as the potential replacement for Cruz or Modric should either move on. Now, earlier in the week, it was Ronaldo who was garnering most of the headlines. It seemed each day as it was passing, his decision to do and say what he did at the end of that Champions League final had backfired as news began to filter through that despite Manchester United having interest in signing him, it certainly was not at any cost and there was no way that they were considering equaling Messi and Neymar's salary. Add to that, the move for Ronaldo was not unanimous at Old Trafford, with most believing that Gareth Bale, not Ronaldo, was the better deal. Also changing views and opinions for Perez, his mood hadn't lightened after Ronaldo attempted to steal the limelight in Kiev. And he had made it clear they would rather keep bail and get rid of Ronaldo. But that was changing every day, depending on where you looked in the media. Uh, also, by the way, not going down well, uh, were comments from Neymar, who had been praising Guardiola earlier in the week. Something that uh, rather irked those indoors at Madrid. Now, long-time target David Alaba had responded earlier this week to his linking with Real Madrid. At the moment, he said, there is nothing concrete. I know in football things move very fast, but at the moment I'm focused on the national team then pre-season in Munich. I still feel uh, very good every day in Munich and I still have things to achieve there. Bale and his agent Jonathan Barnett expected to sit with representatives of Madrid in the next couple of weeks 
Relationships between the two sides are said at the moment to be functional, but Bale's main cause of grief, remember, is status. He wanted similar to Cruz, Ramos, Modric, Benzema and Ronaldo, a.k.a. the untouchables. He wasn't, remember, after more money, but he wanted the one thing the club would never guarantee, and that is more first-team football. And regardless of the end of the season that he's had, the fact that out of the five seasons that he's been there, he's lost almost one to injury has led to those high up at the club feeling that regardless of what he has achieved in Champions League, he still has no real future at Real Madrid. But, and there is a but because everything has a caveat from now on, all of these stories that were bringing you from earlier in the week and last weekend, we don't know what the new coach has in store or what his mindset is. So for Bale, there could well indeed be a future at Real Madrid, although it would seem less likely for Karim Benzema. Some of the Brazilian press media were reporting earlier this week that Neymar, who's back in Brazil preparing for this World Cup, had been in contact with Messi, filling him in on the details of what's going on with Ronaldo at Real Madrid. It's been known for a long, long time that what Ronaldo wants is pay parity with Messi and Neymar. The news is, though, that it simply isn't going to happen. Now, going back to the glorious few days over the weekend, the Sunday morning media debate began with the question, was this the best Madrid team ever? Three Champions League titles in a row, four in five years, in arguably the most demanding and competitive Champions League ever. And that led to the conclusion being reached that this, quote, is surely the best Madrid team in history. Now, a classy act on the night came not from anybody in white, but from Barcelona, who tweeted their congratulations to Real Madrid on winning the Champions League again. Now, the Champions League in the aftermath seems an awfully long time ago. Remember those cryptic comments from Ronaldo, which led to the world and its media deciding it indicated Ronaldo was saying goodbye to Real Madrid. Obviously, of course, Ronaldo being unused to not being the centre of attention on history-making nights was simply looking for a confirmation that he would be making morning headlines and produce this show of love and support from all. And of course, it's what it did momentarily, although it seems to have backfired now. Remember, Ramos said, well, we'll see. He's not going to find a better club as he Navas. He'll stay. We need him. Marcello, I'm not surprised by his statements, but I'm sure he stays. Asensio just had an ironic we'll see. And Zidane, remember, Cristiano has to stay. I have no words to describe what he has done for Real Madrid. Casemiro was saying he's simply the best in the world. And Modric, in my opinion, he'll stay. He is the best player in the world at the moment. Isco, well, we all want him to stay. The general consensus within 24 hours of those comments after that Champions League victory was... Uh, that it was really not the time or the place. He was even told face-to-face by Ramos, it isn't the time and it isn't the place. Fans talked about money and blackmail. Everybody, of course, knew of his discomfort at this continuing Neymar saga and the fact that he has no new contract. But overall, the message to Ronaldo was, you have made a big mistake. And adding to his comments... The view of Bale's interview after the match where he continually spoke about his lack of playing time as opposed to celebrating also leaving a very, very sour taste for some. Again, the message was this isn't the time or place. On a somewhat more upbeat note after the victory in the Champions League, what were the players watching in the days before that Champions League final? Luka Modric was interviewed extensively 
and he said that they spent time watching films about NBA teams like the LA Lakers, Chicago Bulls and the Boston Celtics and throughout they were constantly hearing the teams referred to as creating dynasties of their era. He went on to say, listen, what we did was produce something historical, something incredible. He went on as well to praise his teammate, uh, Tony Kroos. For me, he said, he's one of the best players in the world. I enjoy every game playing by his side. We're very similar. We're both calm. We never get nervous. And as if to underline his quality as well, German newspaper Bild included Tony Kroos in their best German team of all time. That's again, obviously, before he left, what was the secret behind Perez's love of Zidane, the former French international? Christian Carambeau was summing him up. He said, he's a hard worker, hates to lose. He wants perfection, wants quality, and you can see the mark that he has left on Real Madrid. It's almost like he was penning the obituary knowing that within 72 hours he was going to be gone. Madrid also let it be known that they'd received two offers for Marco Asensio with fees of up to 150 million euros. Both were from Premier League clubs, neither were mentioned. Uh, Both were rejected. At the moment, at least, it seems that uh, Asensio will remain a Real Madrid player. And lastly today, could it be that regardless of Real Madrid's status as the world's greatest football club, resisting the call to manage them is now becoming easier, especially in the current climate with a domineering chairman and what is an ego-infested dressing room? There was once a time when if Madrid wanted you, you simply came. But this morning, two of the leading contenders ruled themselves out. Maurizio Pochettino was asked for his views on the Real Madrid situation. He said, I renewed recently for five years. I'm happy. I'm happy the people at Tottenham are happy with me. We all have dreams, but I am happy in London. Yogi Love today commented, he said, I absolutely rule out coaching Real Madrid, which leaves everybody knowing, of course, that whoever comes in is not their first choice. Changing times indeed at Real Madrid. Well, the end of a momentous week and the end of the Real Madrid podcast for this week. It's going to be a very, very interesting seven days or so. And we will be back next week to round up everything that has happened in Madrid on the Real Madrid podcast. But for the moment, from me, Tim Capel, uh, thanks very much for listening. If you want to get in touch, you can do on Twitter at Tim Capel or indeed on Facebook at Tim Cable. Hope you enjoy your weekend. We'll see you again soon.